Hey, this is Lauren BR, and this is The Authentic Podcast. Hey everyone, just wanted to clarify really quickly before you listen to the podcast that we do talk about loneliness and lonely seasons, but we want to remind you that it's not good for man to be alone. We are mostly just giving encouragement for lonely times and lonely seasons and just kind of talking about how good can come out of it and how it's not all terrible because the Lord uses everything for good. We are built for relationships, so seek them out and don't stay in your lonely seasons. Hi guys, and welcome back to the second episode of Authentic. Thank you all for the support with the first one. Jesus is really cool and awesome, and just all the glory to him. Seriously, I'm so in awe of all the support, and I'm feeling so loved by all of y'all. Today's guest is so exciting. She's the true definition of a lifelong friend. I've known her since second grade, and now we're going to our junior year of college, which is insane. She's an incredibly intentional person, and she's also majoring in psychology, so we'll get a little bit of insight into that later. She is strong and overcomes adversity, and she also always seems to keep me up to date with the latest trends. Um, she's an all-around amazing person, and she deeply cares about others and desires for them to feel loved. So welcome, Olivia Brown, to the podcast. Hi. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. That was so nice. <laughs> Hello. I'm so honored to be here. I'm so excited. I was, we were saying before this that we've literally been friends for so long. How many years? I'm not good at math. How long have we been friends? I honestly, like, what? Over 10, I think. Crazy. Way over 10, yeah. Well, we used to be neighbors, and I would, like, walk down to Olivia's house. We'd have sleepovers. (laughs) So fun. But, okay, enough about that. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, your relationship with the Lord, all of that. Okay, so I am 19 years old. I'm from Houston. Grew up, obviously, being best friends with Lauren. Um, I was born into a Christian home and went to church for all my life, but then really sort of made my faith my own when I got into high school. And freshman year of high school was really transforming in that aspect. And I really just got to know the Lord um, through a personal relationship with him and have been walking with him ever since, which has been such a blessing. And um, right now, I am going to be a junior at Baylor, and I am a Kappa at Baylor. Fun. Okay, so speaking of Baylor, a big focus on this podcast is finding community and deeper friendships. So what is it like going to a Christian school like Baylor, but still having to seek that community? And how did you find it? Okay, so I would definitely say that Baylor is a lot different than people perceive it to be. I think everyone thinks like, oh, you know, these kids walk around with their Bibles on campus and everybody is a believer, but it's not, or people knowing Christ is not as widespread as you think. And so at the beginning, it was definitely really tough to find community. Freshman year was just really hard, especially that first semester, Um, but through time and persistence and sort of once I got more like settled in and definitely second semester, um, I was able to connect with a lot of people in different uh, areas. So I would say that my community at Baylor is definitely like, it's not a whole cohesive group, but I have a lot of people in different places that I'm super thankful for and I know they're in my corner. 
I think that's really important to talk about because it is awesome to have that cohesive group, but sometimes your community doesn't look exactly like that or isn't all from one place. And like, you can have friends from all over. It doesn't just have to be from your sorority or your church. So I think that's important, especially for like any freshman listening to this, like you don't all have to meet your best friends for a semester, all from Young Life, that first meeting or all from your sorority, which is great if you do, but I feel like that's just a good reminder, so. Yes, that was definitely like a hard pill for me to swallow at the beginning of freshman year, just that I hadn't found all of my friends all at once. And so it's been interesting having different friends in different places. And, you know, those things that are always like, oh, when it's your birthday and like all your random friends come together and none of them mix, like that's how my community is. I would say like a lot of people that I'm friends with are super different from each other, but they're all really true friends to me. And that's what matters. So. Yes, and it's fun to have different friends. I would say we're pretty different. So, well, I don't know. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of. But, okay, so being vulnerable or authentic, i that was a little cringy, but I had to add in there, (laughs) if you will. Um, I know we've both dealt with seasons of loneliness, kind of like you just mentioned. So when dealing with a season where it's hard to make friends, hard to find community, how have you dealt with that? I know you kind of spoke on that a little bit, but if you could go a little deeper into it. Yes. Um, High school, I know, was a really lonely time for both of us, especially freshman year. And weirdly enough, some parts of senior year were kind of lonely. But um, I always say that in times of loneliness is when my faith is the strongest because I just find myself relying on the Lord for peace and comfort so much more than when I'm surrounded by other people. And I can kind of find peace and comfort or other things that I'm lacking in them. So it's, I think it's really healthy and good to be lonely at times just because you can understand who you are better and sort of, I don't know. I think the biggest thing for me is that it's just really helped me be able to recognize who a true friend is. And when a true friend does come along, I have so much more appreciation for them. And I value good friendships a lot more than I used to, or if I would, if I like always had a bunch of friends. Yeah. And I feel like there's kind of this stigma sometimes around being lonely that like it sucks and you're doing something wrong and like you're not like a good Christian or whatever and um obviously in the moment it's hard to see how loneliness can be beautiful but it's can be the sweet time of like you and just direct not you're always in direct connection with the Lord but if it's just you and the Lord as your only friends like honestly being vulnerable freshman year it was like me Olivia and God (laughs) were like my only friends (laughs) and like in the moment I wasn't like this is awesome but looking back I learned so much about um, myself and God's character and got to build a lifelong relationship with Olivia. So even in seasons of loneliness, whether you're in post-grad and you're like having trouble making friends, you're going into freshman year of college or even high school, like, you know, appreciate the loneliness. Cause I mean, cliche as it is, like the Lord does something in every season of your life. So just don't take those seasons for granted. So kind yes. of a little tangent I did there. But. Absolutely. You said it perfectly. <laughs> So how do you put God at the center of your friendships? New ones, old ones, what do you do? So, okay, this one's kind of tricky because I feel like it can be kind of weird to talk about God with your friends if you're not used to doing that. And like kind of how I was saying earlier, like how everyone, you know, you think people at Baylor, everybody knows Jesus, but that's not really the reality of it. And so I think putting God at the center of your relationships doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like talk about God all the time with your friends or like ask them for prayer requests. Like you can pray for people without asking for prayer requests, even though, I mean, that's great and a great way to be a good friend. But I just think like praying for your friends and being there for them and loving them in a way that Jesus would 
is the best way to put God at the center of your relationships because that's what he would want you to do. And like the way for you to be a best friend or the way that you can be a good friend to someone is by just loving them the way that Christ would. Yeah. And even like anyone at LSU listening to this, like a lot of your friends, you know, may not necessarily be following the Lord. And so like, it's not always easy to be like, so what can I pray for you for? And they're like, I don't even pray. So like, why? but I think just being a loving friend and being a consistent friend and just like showing them love, no matter what is happening in their life and what they're doing is important. So. Yes. And it's always like, I feel like people are always like, oh, you know, that girl, she's just shoving it down your throat. Like she just won't stop talking about God. And it makes me feel bad about myself. Like if someone isn't necessarily walking with the Lord during that time in their life or doesn't know God, you don't have to push it onto them. Like you can just show them how to be a good friend and be kind to them and they'll notice that something's different about you. And like when you're, they're ready, they'll ask you, you know, Hey, how are you so nice to everyone all the time? Or how do you have so much patience? And that's your opportunity to say, Oh, you know, from strength from the Lord, you know? Yeah. Just planting seeds. Yes. So going along with that, how have you made friendships last? And then can you also talk a little bit about being closer to people and not closer to people during different seasons of life? Yes. So I think a lasting friendship is one that can withstand hardship and come out stronger on the other side. And it's one that just at the end of the day makes you feel loved. I have had friends in the past who I've just felt drained by, and I'm sure that I've been a draining friend to some people too, but you just have to recognize and take a step back sometimes that if your friends are not pouring into you as much as you're pouring into them, then it's not a healthy friendship. And so you can do something to change that, or you can not be in that friendship anymore. And I think it's also totally normal for some friends to just need more than you can give during some seasons. And it's okay for you to distance yourself from them for a little while. It doesn't mean you're not ever going to be friends again, but you just need to take a step back and recognize, hey, you need a little bit more than I have right now. And I just don't have the full capacity to be everything to you. So like, let's kind of take a step back from being so close and figure this out on our own. And then maybe when we're both in a better season or doing doing better, then we can come back and be friends again or be closer again. I just think a lasting friendship is one where like, you don't have to be best friends at all times. I mean, even me and Lauren like have gone through plenty of phases where like we're super close and then other years we aren't close or like freshman year of college was super hard and like weird to be long distance friends after we never had before. But like, you just have to stick with it in time. And like, if you care about each other and actually want to be friends with each other, then like the friendship will be lasting. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> Sorry, it's hard to do this with Olivia because like, we'll just want to like laugh at <laughs> yeah, each other. Want to talk. Yeah. Um, okay, so you know, resetting, um, kind of moving into, <laughs> sorry, into more of a mental health side of things. So give us a little bit of insight into your journey with mental health. So like I said at the beginning, Olivia is studying psychology in college. Um, so she can kind of give us information about that as well. Yes. 
So it's hard because mental health is such a buzzword in society today and like people just dismiss it when it's mentioned and it's hard to talk about it without sounding cliche, but I really do think it's important. And um, I've struggled with mental health in the past like three to four years, probably starting in 2020. Um, I just recognized that I had really bad anxiety and it got to a point where it was like almost debilitating and I just was afraid to leave the house and which luckily we, we weren't allowed to leave the house so it was fine <laughs> but um, it's been a really hard thing to figure out but I think just through the help of consistent prayer and finding strength in the Lord and also working in therapy I've just been able to recognize what I can do to minify to sorry minimize its effects on me and I don't let it control my life like it once did. And so I think it's really important just to, you know, find your strength in the Lord. And the biggest thing for me, like if I am feeling anxious or like I'm not, or like I'm not prepared for something that's about to happen or just am stressed out. Um, my biggest tip is like, I just pray a prayer over and over again, or I'll repeat a Psalm over again. Like I'll just look up on my phone a random number of a psalm or i think psalm 139 is really good to if you could memorize it it's awesome um but just like looking it up on your phone and reading it to yourself over and over again kind of helps me sort of reset or relax from like a moment of panic and i think that it's just important to know that like the thing that i'm constantly reminding myself is like the lord has gone before me and behind me like i am prepared for what is to come and he's with me through every step of the way like i am never without him and that is just really like relieving to me and it's just like peaceful and comforting to know like oh you know he's got me and i'm gonna be okay no matter what and even though this is scary like he knows what's coming and so that has been like the biggest thing that has helped me. But I also think therapy is a really great resource. And if you have the means to go to therapy, I just think everyone should. I wanna be a therapist myself. And I think it's really helpful for a million different reasons. If you just want an unbiased opinion on what's going on in your life, or if you have deeper rooted issues that you're trying to deal with, I just think everyone can benefit from therapy and no one has to have like a reason that they're supposed to go. So I think that that's a really great way to deal with things. And I've gone to therapy multiple times in different stages of my life. And it can just be interesting to see things from a different person's point of view, who's a professional and who knows what they're talking about. That was good. Cause yeah, I feel like it's important to have obviously like from a biblical standpoint like prayer and getting in the word and community but then also you do need to add at least for myself um like therapy and you know sometimes medicine as well which this can be a whole nother podcast because i know that's like kind of a hot topic but it's been really sweet how we become friends or we have been friends because we both deal with anxiety and so like kind of going back to friendship it's been cool because like we've kind of been more anxious at different times in our life and like I can ask Olivia for advice and she can ask me for advice and we've like gone through different things but at different times and so I think that's just been really sweet and cool just like in a side of like the Lord's faithfulness of and that's also something I've been realizing even like as we've gotten older because I haven't really been able to see it while we've been like going through different things but it has been cool because like we both have dealt with similar things but not at the same times yeah that is cool I didn't even think of that 
I, I just thought of that recently, actually. I was like, wow, God, thank you for that. So, <laughs> um, but you kind of already answered this a little bit, but just more specifically, how do you lean on the Lord for healing and growth and not focus on like doing it yourself when it comes to things like anxiety? Yes. Uh, sorry, I did kind of say that in the last one. Oops. Um, but I think uh, it's hard for me to like not rely on myself and I constantly find myself like, oh, you know, I think I can do this on my own or like I won't do my quiet time for a few days or for a week or something. And I'm like, oh, I'm still alive. Like I can make it. But in reality, like the consequences that you suffer are so much worse on the back end of that. And like you can find yourself. There's this song that I used to listen to all the time in high school. It's called Running in Circles. And it's like just about how like we stray from the Lord and then we recognize that like he loves us and he never left us. So then we go into like loving him again and being back on um, the right path with him. And then like we get tired of that. So then we stray from the Lord and like it's this just cycle. And I think I just find myself such a victim to that. And I'm constantly like, why can I not just be consistent with this? But I think it's just a learning, like, I don't know, it's just something that you learn with time and with experience, just that, like, he's literally the only thing that can provide you peace and safety and comfort and, like, all of the things that, those are the things that, like, I feel anxious about, and so, like, anything that I have anxiety about, like, he has provided me with, and I just constantly am, like, well, you know what, like, he's gotten me to this point and, like, uh, has never failed me yet. So he's not going to fail anytime now. So I, why should I doubt him? So I think that's just a big thing of like, it's hard to not rely on yourself, but once you kind of experience the backlash of that, it's like, okay, I've just got to put all my hope in him. Yeah, that was good. I was just listening like, wow. Yes. Cause I mean, obviously, like I said, that's something I struggle with. So I was like, okay. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Um, so the next question is switching topics a little bit again, but I know you recently had the wonderful experience of getting to lead a bunch of high school girls on the wilderness hiking trip with Young Life for high school, um, which is just so cool. I'm so proud of her and like getting to hear about it and see pictures. I'm like, wow, like it's just cool to see the Lord work in your friends. Um, so what was that like and how did that shape what you know about the Lord as well as yourself? Okay. Wilderness, first of all, it was awesome, but it was by far the hardest thing I have ever done. I mean, I cannot explain. Like, I felt so guilty the entire time because I went as the leader and I was at the back of the group the entire time, just panting and like struggling so much to hike whenever we were doing it. So that was for sure a very humbling experience, but I definitely recommend if you have the opportunity to go, you have to do it. I had the opportunity in high school to do it and said no. And then they asked me to come while I was in college. And I was like, you know what? Everybody says that this trip is life-changing. Like I've got to say, yes, this is God handing me the opportunity. So I said yes. And it was amazing. I think just the coolest part about it is that all of the distractions of day-to-day -day life are taken away and you just have so much time to sit and be with the Lord. And just the coolest thing, or my favorite part was just being able to see how easy it is to rely on the Lord. And like when you take all these other distractions away, like phones and schedules and the busyness of all the places that we have to be, like you really see 
just him there. And I mean, it was so beautiful, all the mountains and just the sunsets and the sunrises and all the nature of it was so amazing. And it was just like the coolest thing ever to get to just sit and be in awe of his creation and something that I just never experienced before. So it was really, really awesome, but also really, really hard. And I think like another really cool part of it was just getting to see the girls and what they were learning. And a lot of people come back from that trip and are like, oh, my life has changed. Like I accepted God into my heart or, oh, you know, I'm never going to sin again. And it's like a very transformative trip. And I think the girls that were in my group were not disappointed with um, the change that they saw in themselves, but they were just like, wow, I thought my life was going to be changed. And like, I don't really think my life has been changed, but it was cool for all of them. And I think I can say this without a doubt for every single girl that they saw the Lord in the way that they hadn't before. And I think, I mean, that's a, enough or that's as big of a heart change as you need. Um, and I think it's just the coolest thing ever to be able to say, oh, you know, I went on this trip and just had so much time to rest and be in the presence of God with these people and learn about them and their walks of life. And I don't know, I just can't say enough good things about it. I mean, it was really hard. The food was terrible and you were just dying every day of exhaustion, but it was also just so cool and transformative. And I mean, there's no way that I could have climbed a freaking mountain without his breath in my lungs and him pushing me forward every step. That was just always my prayer. Anytime I was falling behind at the back of the group was just like, Lord, give me your breath in my lungs and help me to know that like by you and you alone is how I'm getting to the top of this mountain. So it was awesome. <laughs> Sorry, that was really long winded. No, it's so cool to hear um, just like the reliance on the Lord that you experienced in like the non-distractions, which I think is cool, especially in today with like, I'm going to sound like a grandma, but like, I mean, I use it all the time too, but like TikTok, Instagram, and Netflix, yes. and like the schedule. So I think that's a really cool thing you can even take into your everyday life of being like, let me have moments where I take away these distractions, you know? Yes. And then I also like how you said um, a lot of them expected some like crazy feeling, like top of the mountain mm -hmm. like I'm completely different like I don't even feel the same like whatever but it's like sometimes you don't need to just have this crazy like feeling but it's like learning more about God's character and more about who he is is what like creates those heart changes and desires and like learning something new about him and then you're like okay I want to change my life and live for the Lord not because I felt right. something that's temporary and fleeting but because you learned more about his character and who he is and what he did for you so I think that's a cool thing to bring up because I don't know that just one of my thoughts Yes, exactly. And I think it was really cool for the girls to like, so on the trip, you share your life story. And that was kind of an intimidating task for everyone. But I think it was really cool for all of them to see how the Lord has worked in all these other girls lives. And it's crazy because like, you go on this trip with your peers and like your friends that are in your grade, and then they share their life story and you hear things that you never knew about them. And so just kind of a reality check of like, wow, we really aren't like, as good of friends or as in community as we think we are and like we have this bond now that we you know had to go to the bathroom in the woods and eat food out of a plastic bag for a week that like we can be closer and we have this bond and uh I'll never forget at the top of the mountain the day that we made it me and one of the girls had been kind of struggling at the back of the pack the whole time 
and we just looked at each other on the top of the mountain with like tears in our eyes like oh my gosh god brought us to the top of the mountain like we did not think we were going to make it but we did and so it was just really cool and just uh, probably the highlight of my summer for sure it's so sweet i love it so speaking of kind of being undistracted i know like with each other we've talked a lot about rest and how that's kind of a thing that the lord has been showing us this summer so how do you rest and learn to be still and listen to what the lord has for you especially when moments seem kind of mundane and quiet and you're like is he even speaking to me like what's going on yes so i would say that listening to the lord is definitely a weakness of mine um, my family always jokes that my dad has like a direct phone line to heaven and can just hear so clearly what God is saying to him. And I definitely do not have that luxury. But um, I think a lot of times, like, or at least the way that I've experienced it is just kind of like a subtle nudge from the Lord, whether it be in worship or in the middle of a sermon when the pastor says something, or even like through the form of a text from your mom. Like, there are just some things that God has placed on your heart that are important to you or that are difficult for you. And I think he is going to show you when you need to take action or what you need to do in those areas. And like, for example, last summer, I was signed up to be a camp counselor, did not want to go. Like it was the night before I was supposed to be going and I was like, nope, sorry, I'm quitting. Like I can't go. Sorry. This is not for me. You know, I need to be at home all summer. And God was just like, bro, you have to go. <laughs> like you are committed to this and you are signed up. And like, there's a reason that you're going and these kids need you and whatever. And so I went and was not excited about it and then ended up meeting one of my best friends. And so it's just little things like that, where I think God will point you in the right direction. And it's your job to be obedient and listen to that. So that I've definitely had instances where like, he's told me to do something and I have not done it or the opposite. And so it's, your responsibility as a believer and as or to be obedient to him and like follow the call that he's given you so yeah yeah that was good and shout out I don't know if Hadley listens to this but shout out yeah. Hadley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the last question before our fun little speed round that I made is a lot of girls listening to this might be rushing or about to rush other girls um so how Oh, sorry. I read that incorrectly. What was your rush experience like and how did you put the Lord at the center of it? Okay. I'm going to be honest. When you sent me this question, I was like, I don't really think I'm an expert on this just because my rush experience was really awesome, but I can't say that I necessarily put the, put, sorry, <laughs> can't say that I necessarily put the Lord at the center of it just because my mom and sister were both Kappas. And so before rush even happened i knew that that's what i wanted to do um but i will say that being in kappa has been such a blessing in so many ways and it's given me friends it's given me roommates and i truly just don't have enough good things to say about it but at the end of the day for rush advice i would just say like you know who you are and you also know who you aren't and so you have the opportunity to choose sort of what you want part of your college experience to look like for the next four years with Rush. And I think 
now I say choose and I know some people, you know, you think you know what you want and then you get dropped by the one you wanted and it's not what you would have chosen. But I do think that to some extent you have the opportunity to decide who you're going to be spending your time with. And I just would encourage everyone to sort of take a step back. And if you really want to be in this sorority because you think the girls are really awesome, but they're not similar to you, I would say maybe don't go there. And I think it's important to recognize who you are as a person and what kind of friends you know that you need and go where you see those people. And so if you find yourself at the end of the week without that group or in a group where you don't think you are going to be able to find community, I would say just have hope and try and get involved and meet people and maybe you'll be surprised. Or if you're not, you can do other things. And Greek life doesn't have to be your entire college career. I have plenty of friends who are not in my sorority at Baylor and I know plenty of people who haven't rushed. And I just think it's a big part if you want it to be, but if you don't, which like I'm sure Lauren can touch on this, but like you have so many other outlets where you can find other friends. And so if you find yourself struggling with that, just know that it doesn't define you. And yeah, sorry, I'm like so bad at speaking about this because it's just not my experience. But I do think that it's important to know who you are. And if you don't end up where you want to be, have hope, but also know that you can find friends in other areas. It doesn't just have to be there. No, I think that was really good. Don't be down on yourself about that, but I definitely <laughs> can speak on it just because most of my, I mean, I said this in the last last podcast, most of my close friends are in PiFi, but I still have close friends in my sorority. So I think just kind of hitting home the message that like the sorority isn't the end all be all, but also mm -hmm. if you want it to be something important to you, then you need to get involved. You need to seek friends. You need to um, right. do those kind of things. You can't just sit there and expect it to happen. And same thing with what you're saying yeah. um, about Rush is like kind of look for the girls that are similar to you that are seeking after the Lord because like you might have to do a little digging and discerning. And I mean, at the end of the day, if you think there's a sorority that is similar to you and they drop you or whatever happens, that's okay because that obviously wasn't where the Lord wanted you to be. But I think also being right. a little intentional about going to Rush and going through Rush and being like, okay, what's not just the coolest one, but where are the girls going to really be good friends to me, you know? Yes, exactly. And not that there's a cool one. They're all great, but you know, yeah, just had to say. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so now we're going to do a little speed round. I'm not sure how this is going to go, but Olivia is just always <laughs> someone who kind of keeps me in the loop with like a lot of the latest trends, what restaurants to eat at and things like that. So I thought it'd be fun if before we end and I ask her what the Lord is teaching her right now, I just ask her a few like fun questions because I think that's a fun thing about um, friendships is that you also have things in common and like things like clothes and restaurants. So that's not a bad thing to necessarily talk about or want to talk about. And maybe y'all will get some, I mean, if boys are listening to this, there'll be restaurants too. So don't worry. But um, I don't even know how many oh, but I like forget that people listen to this and it's not just us talking to each other so I get a little tongue-tied but it's weird um okay so what is your favorite clothing brand right now or like item of clothing okay so I wanted to give sorry this is just so not going to be a speed round but I wanted to give some fun little shopping tips for this question so Favorite store is always Zara, um, nothing new, 
but one tip I have is shop up sale section. That's like what I scroll on when I can't sleep. You can find really like high end things like, oh, high end, whatever. But like you can find really nice clothes for really good prices. And sometimes I'll like buy stuff that's like not in season, but then I'll just save it for when it is in season. And like, I don't know, they have shop up is like kind of bougie and they have really expensive stuff on the like full price side of things but when their stuff goes on sale or when they have like a extra 40 percent off sale like all that stuff is really good so and then i also love this is kind of weird but i love like to know it if you follow your favorite influencers on there that's like my favorite way to like find what other people are wearing and kind of find trends is like to know it i just think it's like the coolest app ever ever and i love when people have their like to know it linked in their bio and then the last thing for clothes is rent the runway you have got to do rent the runway if you've never done it before it's kind of hard like i would say people at baylor probably shouldn't do it just because we don't really dress up that much but for other like southern like sec schools where y'all have formals every weekend or like you're just constantly having to like look cute Rent the Runway is like your best friend. I think it's just the coolest concept and they have really good clothes on there, but you have to look. You ha you definitely have to do some searching because some of this stuff is like weird. Like, I don't know. They have some like Lily Pulitzer on there. So you got to find the good things. But if you do, I think that is like really a great shopping tool. <laughs> Love it. And no hate if you like Lily Pulitzer. Just have to say. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but Olivia doesn't. So just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So now what do you think are the biggest trends and kind of brands that you're looking at for the, the fall time as we approach the fall? Okay. Um, I don't know. I crochet is like big, but that's summer trends for the fall. I'm not prepared for this one. I didn't write it down. Um, I'm just thinking about like game day. I'm kind of thinking hot take, like maybe the denim romper and denim dresses out. Like we've done that for the last two, three years. I'm thinking we should be done. Um, I think cowboy booties are super in for game day, short boots. I really want a pair of red cowboy booties, but I mean, that's impractical for me because my school's colors are green and gold. Um, but little booties, no more denim dresses. I think also like, can we be done with white dresses for game day? Like, Wait, where no. <laughs> I love white Don't, dresses. What? No, don't wear white. Like, wear purple. Come on. I feel like you do wear purple. I do, but I was just looking online at white dresses because I was like, I love them. <laughs> That's so okay, funny. Okay, hot take. There's nothing green anywhere right now. I am really struggling to find game day clothes. I but feel trends, like I see oh gosh. Green I everywhere. I just bought a green dress, so I need really? to show it to you. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Send it to me. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I don't really have any trends. That's just, those are my hot takes for game day season. Oh, that's totally okay. Um, so now what's your favorite place to eat at the moment? Okay, this one is the longest. <laughs> um, obviously local foods, always crunchy chicken or you're wrong. Um, but Beatus is my go-to for smoothies these days. They have this one smoothie called the Nino and I just can't even describe the chokehold that it has on me. I mean, it's like a 30 minute drive from my house, but I will go be literally just for that smoothie. Um, and then I'm kind of on a Mendocino Farms kick. That's been like my favorite for lunch. And then of course, Vanilla Freeze from Press with double almond butter and chocolate chips is the superior order. 
Um, and then obviously Island Girl, no, no doubt. Those are pretty much all my favorites. Those are all in Houston, by the way, if you're listening and you're like, what is yes. local foods? But if you're ever in Houston, local those are- Come to Houston and try it because it's literally the best restaurant you'll ever go to. No, it's, it's so good. I, okay, that's a, that's a dramatic, but like, it's so freaking good. I don't think it's dramatic at all, so. Now, what is your favorite <laughs> workout to do at the moment? Okay, so can't say I have been having my hot girl walk summer, but I do love a good long walk, especially in the evening because it's so hot in Houston that it finally cools down around like seven-ish. So I love going for a long walk in the neighborhood. And then I'm like Melissa Wood Health's biggest fan. I mean, not actually, but I just really like her workouts because they're really quick and you can like do like abs or arms or legs or whatever. Like you don't have to do like, oh, some full body thing. You can pick what you want to do. And I like to kind of do like two of those sometimes. Like I'll do five minute arms and 20 minute abs. Like I think, I don't know. I like her stuff and it's easy and she's like good at like walking you through it. So it's not like confusing. I'll have to try that. I don't really watch your stuff. So you're influencing me right now too. It costs money, so that's, like, the problem. It costs – but it only it's only $10 a month, and you can watch, like, any videos. So if you do it every day, it's, like, bang for your buck, but I cannot say that I do it every day. <laughs> I should. So speaking of influencing, who is your favorite influencer at the moment? Okay, don't come for me. I hate to admit this, and Lauren is going to laugh. But I just have to say, Olivia Jade. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's gonna be really controversial for me to post this. No, people are gonna, people are gonna be mad. But what can I say? Okay, I'm just such an OG fan. I just love her, and you know what? Her content is horrible these days, and she literally does not post. But I watch every single video right when they come out. Um, so I can't, I couldn't really decide for like an Instagram influencer. Cause I don't really follow like Instagram people. I follow, um, Kenzie Elizabeth, but she kind of, isn't it like rude to like talk badly about these people? Like they're not going to hear it, but like, can you just know? Maybe just don't. <laughs> okay. Well, I kind of like following her, but I also kind of don't. And then Brooke Michio, same thing. I don't, I like her YouTube but um, I kind of feel bad for her. So I just watch her because I feel bad for her because I feel like no one watches her, but she actually posts good stuff. And then my favorite, okay, she's not my favorite YouTuber, but I really like her videos are so satisfying is Maggie McDonald. She can be kind of annoying too, but I mean, they all are. So I like her stuff though. She's good at like her cooking stuff is satisfying and she like cleans every day. So I like her. Okay, so what's your favorite part about Kappa, and what is your favorite part about Baylor? Okay, favorite part about Kappa is definitely just how fun and, like, crazy and silly everyone is. I feel like every time I go in there, there's, like, some new random thing happening. People are soft wrestling or, like, having a dance party, and it's so much fun. And I also have just found so many friends in Kappa and different people in different grades and different friend groups that I've been able to be friends with. And so that's been a huge blessing in my time in Kappa. And then Baylor, 
this is kind of random, but the thing that came to mind was like the neighborhood that I live in. Like I love where I live. All my friends are like right next door to me, not right next door, but like everybody lives in this neighborhood and it's so fun to go on walks and see everyone. And I just love how we're all like close to each other. But I think aside from that, like Baylor is such a pretty campus, which I didn't really think about before I went there. But then I was like, wow, it's actually so pretty here. So that's a plus. Fine, a little Baylor and Kappa plug at the end there. So last question before we, <laughs> she's doing the like cap hand sign right now. Um, last question before we end a little more serious note, what is something that the Lord is teaching you right now? Okay. So we kind of touched on this earlier and I wouldn't say that I'm like going through a season of loneliness right now. Cause that's definitely not it. But I think that the Lord has just been teaching me that I need to be strong on my own and like rely on him fully instead of putting hope in other people or relying on other people and that like, I just need to find my strength and like my determination in him and the plans that he has for me instead of like wanting to be like someone else or like wanting to, um, sorry, wanting to be like someone else or like being so close to someone else that it's like distracting me from what the Lord has for me, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's really good and definitely something I could work on because I'm big at putting my hope in things in other people and not the Lord. So that's good. And that was really cool. Also side note to like experience on wilderness, like this is how it needs to be. And it was such a good like example for me of like, this is, you know, what my life should look like, or this is how I should try to model my everyday, just like me and the Lord and like relying on him for everything and not like finding my strength or hope or anything in other people. I am so glad that we did this. Thank you for being my second guest. I hope that y'all learned a lot from Olivia's wisdom on things like friendship and mental health. And thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. I'm literally so honored to be on here. You are my bestest friend ever. And I'm just so freaking proud of you. You're doing amazing. And I hope all of the listeners know that Lauren is truly the greatest friend. And so if anyone knows how to talk about friendship, it's Lauren. And I'm just so thankful for her and the friend that she's been to me. And uh, I'm just so honored to be on here. I feel famous. (laughs) Well, you're so sweet. Thank y'all for watching and we'll see y'all next week. everyone so thank y'all for listening to that especially through olivia's sassy hot takes so before we leave i just wanted to read a verse from romans 1 um, 23 because i think sometimes when we get into clothes and influencers and food and restaurants we can just easily worship his creation rather than the creator so romans 1 23 is um well 22 and 23 sorry Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. So I just think it's important to remember to end on the note that, you know, these things are fun and they're great to talk about and great to build community and friendships and just have fun because um, all those things are fun, but to just make sure we're not worshiping them and putting them on a pedestal. But thank y'all so much for listening and have an amazing week. Um, I'm going to pray really quick before we close. 
Lord, thank you for this podcast and the opportunity to reach people and get to have conversations with people that I wouldn't normally have. I just pray that all the words we spoke were only of you and that um, people's hearts are open and softened to hear them. Please be with them as this week goes on and please help them know they are not alone and that they are loved by you regardless of if they have a million friends or one. And just please help anyone struggling with mental health issues that you free them from that and you show them your healing and you grow them through it. Um, I also just pray for girls who may be about to rush that they just seek you through it all amen